Attention people who still care. How can we fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks and powerful corporations to a system that looks out for us average American citizens without using politicians or political action? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, Ron DeSantis getting sued by the Walt Disney Corporation. But before we get into that, let's first talk about one of my favorite subjects, big banks, corporate greed, and how regulations are only addressing the symptoms and not the root cause of the problem. So uh, there are four banks today that control half of all the banking assets in this country today. So those banks, number one is Chase, number two, Bank of America, number three, Wells Fargo, and number four, Citigroup. Now this concentration of wealth and concentration of power has led these four major banks uh, be in the top six of the most fined companies in America. So the very top, at the very top of the list, the most penalized corporation in, the, in our country is Bank of America. And I want to tell a little story about how Bank of America became to get this top spot as the most penalized corporation in the country. So in around 2002, Bank of America was uh, aggressively pushing overdraft protection programs to their customers. So these programs allowed customers to overdraw their accounts, but charged them steep fees for doing so. The bank marketed these programs as a way to help customers avoid embarrassing bounce checks. But in reality, they were a significant revenue stream for the bank. Customers soon discovered that Bank of America was manipulating the order in which they processed transactions in order to maximize the number of overdraft fees they could charge. So instead of processing transactions in the order in which they actually occurred, the bank would reorder them from highest to lowest so that the larger transactions would be processed first depleting the customer's account and resulting in multiple overdraft fees for smaller transactions that occurred later. And obviously this practice was extremely profitable for the bank, but obvious, I mean, it's also highly controversial, you know, and customers began to complain. And in 2010, the Federal Reserve imposed new regulations on overdraft protection programs that required banks to obtain customers' consent before enrolling them in the programs and to provide clear disclosures about the fees associated with them. Uh, in 2012, uh, Bank of America settled a lawsuit because of this, uh, $16 million um, to, to settle this overdraft fiasco. And with these regulations, it seems like, oh yeah, okay, Bank of America will We'll be back on track. There's more oversight. We're watching you now. We know that you're engaging in unethical behavior, Bank of America. We're watching you. So did it go that way? No. Despite these new regulations, Bank of America continued 
to find ways to profit from its customers. In 2014, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau fined the bank $727 million for illegal credit card practices, including billing customers for services they never received and misleading them about the terms of their accounts. So Bank of America, they, they, they engage in these unethical behaviors, then regulations get placed on them and they continue to engage in unethical behaviors. And, and here is the reason. Regulations, I, I, we can't have these big banks abusing uh, their customers, abusing us. We can't have that. And so I, I understand we, we need to do something. Um, and regulation seems like a, a great way to, to do it. We're, we're going to force these banks to stay in line. But what regulations miss is addressing the root cause of the problem, uh, which is the way corporations are designed. Big banks are designed with this constant pressure to increase quarterly profits all the time. They need to make more profits this quarter than the last quarter. And so regulations will never address this issue the way corporations are designed with this, with the pressure of uh, increasing quarterly profits, this corporate bottom line. No regulation will ever address that. So what can we do to, to solve this problem? Well, typically, you know, people look to our politicians to do something. Uh, we, we want you to do something. So this is a, a way that I'm going to transition into our top news story for the day. Disney suing Ron DeSantis for uh, government, uh, abuse of government in targeting them uh, for, for speaking uh, their opinion on a Florida law. Uh, you know, don't say gay is the kind of nickname for, for this law. So um, Republicans, if people who identify as Republican, they voted for Ron DeSantis because they felt like he would stand up for their conservative beliefs and uh, not be afraid to, to uh, do what needs to be done to make this country uh, in a way that uh, acts orderly and to uh, be able to um, increase the um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, basically they think Democrats and liberals are, are ruining this country and it's because of, there's a lack of morals, uh, there's no moral background and Ron DeSantis is going to stand up for them, uh, to, to give our country a moral background, which will, um, solve all our problems. Cause this is where our problems are, you know, um, no moral background uh and and so so here we are and so disney makes their comment and ron desantis uh clearly um is engaging in retaliatory behavior um we could talk about whether disney deserves to self-regulate itself to have its own police force and fire department um and to self-govern itself 
I think that's a reasonable debate, but I don't find it reasonable to say uh, for for Ron DeSantis to all of a sudden come out and say, hey, uh, you don't deserve to self-govern yourself. It, it was clearly because um, Disney was pushing back on on this new law that that got passed. And so Ron DeSantis decided to stand up against Disney because the people who voted for him asked him to do something. Um, now, I don't know how this will, you know, I, I guess uh, having a, well, no, it's for sure. Having a, a society with a good moral background um, is hugely important. Uh, there is no, without that, there's no trust. And without trust, well, we, we can't engage in commerce. There has to be some sort of form of trust and having a really good moral backbone uh, is, is, is vital. Uh, now, how you get that backbone and what that backbone looks like, I think that's also very debatable. Um, but I, I understand that, that point of view. Um, however, we can't control what other people say. All Disney did was uh, give their opinion. There's no, there's no way to control Disney from having that opinion. And when you try and punish a company, now here's what's happening back. Now they're trying to punish Ron DeSantis. And it turns into this, this cycle where it's each, each party is trying to um, punish the other one. And ultimately, we will never, I, I have no control over what anybody says. Any, I have no control whether people are watching this. I have no control. Uh, I guess I do have some control over the comments. I could not uh, allow it, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, and I have no, by not doing that, I have no control over what people uh, say. And that's fine because I'm going to focus on uh, what I do have control over. And that is how I react to what others say. I'm choosing, I'm practicing not to take anything personally. Uh, and I think this is a, it's a very helpful belief because it doesn't, it doesn't uh, cause me to have this internal discomfort anytime someone says something that I disagree with. In the past, I would think I, I would treat people how they treated me. And so if someone said something that uh, was insulting, that I felt like was insulting, well, I would want to insult them back. That's just, that was what I believed. But I don't believe that anymore. I believe that I don't want to change who I am because of the actions of somebody else. I want to accept and respect everyone, uh, regardless of what you say or, or do to me. That's not easy, but I think it, but for me, this is a very helpful belief. It, it, it has improved my overall well-being. It's improved my family life. It's improved my work life. It's improved so much. Um, so, so let's stop asking our politicians to do something and let's take action on our own. Uh, because when we ask politicians to do something, we're giving up our own power and we don't deserve that. Uh, all we're, we're, we're giving up our power, we're funding the, the politicians' campaigns and all that's happening, happening is bickering uh, and, and arguing and, and really nothing is getting accomplished other than politicians getting more power, uh, Republican and Democrat party are getting more wealth. And, and, 
anytime that happens, it's a further concentration of power. And that's opposite of what being in a democratic society is all about. Uh, It's not about a concentration of wealth and power. The big banks have this concentration of wealth and power. Now our politicians have this big concentration of power. And that's because we believe that we need our politicians to do something. Uh, We believe that banks are the only ones that can offer loans. Now, these are false beliefs, and this is going to lead me into the financial tip of the day, which is become a crowd investor. Uh, With crowd investing, we can design corporations in a way that looks out for the well-being of all American citizens, that looks out for the well-being of our planet's finite resources. Uh, this We can do that through crowd investing by something called equity crowdfunding. And it's far more democratic than a political process because we all engage in the market, all of us. How many people engaged in our uh, last presidential election? What was that, 50% voter turnout? A 40% voter turnout? A hundred percent of us engage in the market. We're buying stuff every day. Uh, So equity crowdfunding, it's a way for you, me, the general public to put a small amount of money uh, with a large group, making it incredibly democratized. And there is no concentration of power. There's no large shareholder dictating what, how the company should direct. Um, and, And so this is one aspect that that can be done uh also uh, another way to to be a a market to do something uh, to use the market is stop banking with the four major banks i know that's really hard to do i i even have an 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 older account with wells fargo um and it's hard for me to transfer it it's an old business i get that but all of my new stuff are, are with credit unions uh, the business I, I started, Stakeholder Enterprise, it's with a credit union. My personal account that I have now, it's with a credit union. Credit unions are designed differently than than uh, the, the traditional banks. All their net revenue, all the money that they make after their expenses gets pumped right back into the, the credit union, uh, which helps look out for the community. They uh, often offer a financial education and uh, lower interest rates. It's It's... There's no, there's no reordering of transactions on overdraft fees to maximize profits with, with a credit union because they're designed differently from the outset. Also, uh, crowd investing, uh, become a crowd lender. Uh, this is a way, another way for the general public to decentralize wealth. Uh, from from these big banks, decentralize this power. Four banks controlling half of all of our banking assets. With crowd lending, that that's when a small uh, that's when a large group of people can loan small amount of money to fund uh, uh, communities, people, projects they care about. Uh, and instead of donating to uh, a political campaign, why not become a crowd lender? Uh, number one, you can generate a solid market return from becoming a crowd lender. And number two, you're actually going to be uh, changing something. Uh, the, the market 
doesn't require a majority of people to for it to shift. It, it just requires a, enough people to uh, be proactive and engage in crowd lending and, and the market will now shift to that. There'll be more crowd lending platforms opening up. Uh, it, it's all based on supply and demand. And simply by creating more demand, um, becoming a crowd lender, you could uh, have a really good chance at increasing your own wealth by taking it away from the big banks. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.